Here in Toronto, major crimes are up over 20% compared to the same time last year. People don't feel safe. Some are scared to take the subway or to go out for a walk once it gets dark out. And while we have the best and most dedicated police officers anywhere in the world, and I truly believe that, we need reinforcements. We need more police officers on our streets, as we say, boots on the ground. That is the Premier making his announcement that uh, his government will eliminate the post-secondary education requirement for basic training programs and uh, also axing tuition fees for uh, Ontario Police College, which I'm sure a lot of other uh, uh, unions will say, uh, excuse you, what are you doing? Nonetheless, we'll stick with this one issue today. Uh, Ford says this is something that police chiefs across the province have been calling for. So we'll add about 420 new recruits. So this has got a lot of people talking. Are we dumbing down policing at a time when you've got, let's say, the mass commission inquiry in Nova Scotia saying police officers need more education? Because there's a lot of rank and file cops who will say, you know, high school was always the minimum standard. And that uh, 20 years ago, it changed when they started to focus on things like diversity or post-secondary school and then life experience. But, you know, a lot of cops didn't want to have to go through all the years of uh, schooling and then paying that and then having to go on to police college. So recruiting became more difficult. But is this the answer? Michael Kempa is a criminologist focusing on the politics of security, public safety and policing. He joins us now. Good to have you, Michael. Thank you. So this did get a lot of conversation uh, started. And so we've had about 24 hours to marinate on this. Where, where are you thinking now as far as uh, the, the moves that the province has made? Well, my main reaction is disappointment in the sense that um, the legislation that the Ford government brought forward for policing in 2019, the Community Safety and Policing Act, was a very good framework for taking Ontario forward for plans for community safety and well-being and the role of policing within that. And it was, in fact, this piece of legislation that got the whole ball rolling in Ontario for requiring post-secondary education. So we're now three years on from the introduction of that act. It still hasn't been proclaimed because we've been taking a little bit of extra time, apparently, to get the regulations together to have that law come into force. And now we're seeing some of the best bits of Doug Ford's own legislation being removed by Doug Ford and his Solicitor General Michael Kersner themselves. So I'm a little bit disappointed here. I'm saying, oh, you know, we had this great framework, and at the ninth hour here, right at the end, we're eliminating some of the best bits of it. It doesn't match up with what the Mass Casualty Commission recommended, one of Canada's biggest and most important inquiries into the failings of policing across Canada. Why have we gone off on this tangent at the last minute? Now, just to the particular program you're talking about, was that a... a, a, um a policing uh, curriculum that would have focused on all areas of policing? Or was it specialized to this particular uh, career? Because I think a lot of people are saying, well, why would I go to post-secondary school, you know, get a poli-sci degree, whatever, and then go into policing college? Um, and, and to me, it would make more sense where maybe you uh, enhance the police college where it's a, a two, three-year uh, degree program where you are learning things like forensics or, or, or psychology or whatever. But w- was that particular program kind of the answer to all of, uh, of the educational needs? Well, what the MCC, the Mass Casualty Commission, recommended was basically a bachelor degree in policing studies where there would be a a smart way to put together some classes from, say, criminology, some from social work, psychology, economics, various courses that would come together in a special program that would be tailored to prepare police officers for the modern realities 
of policing. So, for example, a big part of that for me would be the statistical sciences. Yeah. To be a police officer in this day and age, you have to be very good at analyzing information and knowing what stats do and don't tell you, just for example. So that's the type of thing. You can't do it in a 12-week or a six-month program in a police college that properly is focused on the nuts and bolts of being a police officer. I mean, how do you do a high-speed uh, chase in a car? What are the driving techniques? How do you safely operate a firearm and store a firearm? This is what you learn at a police college, in addition to some of the modules they teach around anti-racism, anti-sexism, and so forth. But the main conclusion of the MCC and other reviews is that bigger social, political, economics training should take place outside of the police college so that it doesn't just get sort of blended into all of the technical nuts and bolts of being a police officer that people properly learn there. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to a couple of officers who are now retired, and they'll say, look, we went through high school, and then we went into cadet college, and it was much like a military training where if you could survive that, you know, you were ready for the beat. But also said, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting that extra critical thinking. And I, I think a lot of this, Michael, would depend on the individual themselves. Not everybody learns in a classroom, and so fine, there's other ways to learn. I think a, a big part of it is their maturity, their character, uh, what other training um, so not everybody can just uh, go to high school and become a cop. A lot of it is is wh what they are, their character uh, is. And so, uh, again, I don't know if cutting corners will take us back or move us forward. But, uh, I mean, it's almost like we're at the point, Michael, we've got so many frontline services in this country, whether it's policing, nursing, doctors, pilots, where all the governments knew it was coming. And now we have to cut corners to get uh, these jobs filled in. And, and I don't think in the big picture that serves any of us well. Well, it doesn't. And, you know, the idealist in me will say the evidence will always tell you it's better to front load the education uh, before police officers are hired. But then the realist in me would say, the political realist would say, well, Doug Ford's made up his mind. They're dropping this criterion. You know, I would say to the premier, all right, if you're determined to go down this path, even though I don't think it's ideal, put the education on the back end, hire your police officers and provide incentives in the form of scholarships and right. also promotions for those police officers who continue their education once they're working. In other words, I don't want anybody getting up to the level of a superintendent, which is one of the most important middle-level ranks in a police organization for making sure things get done without those university degrees. Yeah. So I say, put some wine in the water, uh, water in the wine rather, and let's compromise, Premier. Yeah, and and that's something we didn't get with the uh, the announcement. But yeah, I, I I think a lot of people, or I think I and and others, would assume that you continue your training. I do think it's very very important because uh, sciences, uh, you know, all these other uh, courses, psychologies, all these things have a real value. Um, you know, to take you forward, and, and you never know when they'll be called in. Well, Michael, we'll see what happens. Um, the details will come out, and I guess we'll have to go through the fine print. But appreciate your time on this. Okay, thank you. Michael Gampa, who did go through a lot of school uh, to become a criminologist. And so, yeah, this is one of those debatables where some people will say, look, I think it depends on the individual. Um, but we won't know how these decisions impact us probably for, what, another decade when someone else comes forward and says, well, why did we do that? Well, because we were desperate for people to get in the job.